0: another great day yeah it's been a little bit since we've done one of these i think it's been like three weeks <laughs> it has been a hot minute yeah i was trying to do some solo stuff and i just am not good
1: at it <laughs> it's hard you know even mine uh i mean it's all solo but mm-hmm. i struggled. i struggled to do that more than like two times a month even just because i don't know to do it and like have it be long enough to like be worth doing but like not so long that it's like fuck
0: yeah it's kind of it's kinda, it's, it, yeah. it's i don't know that's a lot there, I will, some people that can just sit down and, I don't know, like, just go, like, with nothing, no notes, no nothing, whatever's on their mind, and just, I can't do that, because I'll, I'll do it, and I'll look down, and I'm like, well, that was three minutes. Right, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm done talking? Like, no, I mean, at least, like, a ten-minute podcast, you know? Yeah. So, well, it, the, it f- makes you realize
1: how much, like, I mean, there's podcasters that are great at it, but, like, old talk radio, like... It's like two minute segments, right? Mm -hmm. They they go for like maybe five minutes tops. Then there's
0: like ads. Yeah, you know, it's true. They break it up a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm just the ones that I have done solo on here. um, I've like actually typed out like outlines or like essays, you know, right? To try to get you to stick to it, (laughs) right? Because it's like, because I'll have all these thoughts in my head, but then once I get going, I'll forget about half of them, and then it's like, what? Then I'll press stop, like, oh, I want to talk about that. And it's just too much work to, like, talk about it and edit it and piece it back together. I hate doing that shit. So I'll just start over. When I do those podcasts that are, like, ten minutes, it takes me, like, two hours to record it.
1: Yeah. Oh, (gasps) yeah, dude. Yeah.
0: It's like, well, that one sucks. So I have that
1: audio book I've been trying to get recorded. And tomorrow I'm going to have to, like, all day because it's supposed to be done. But uh, even that's hard to do. And it's all, like, written. But, like, Mm -hmm. the just constant, like, start, stop edit some shit, start, stop. It's like, you're in there for an hour, so you think, oh, I got an hour of stuff, but it's like, you've got like 30 minutes worth of like recording. You yeah. Know, you know, just, it takes time. Yes,
0: it does. You know, it's, and even like video editing, which is way harder than audio editing. Like the people that actually do that, like like movies, Well, so how, how long it takes like to re, you know, record a movie, it takes like six months to record a movie. You know, like six months and you get like, Two hours, you know, right? And that's good. Yep. That's a, that's, a, that's a long movie, and all the editing and all the shit that gets thrown away and stuff to make that work down to what you actually want for the finished product. I get it. it that shit is not easy because the the videos I have done, and I think we've only done like a couple for this podcast when they when we did have a YouTube channel, um, but they what an hour and a half we'll say, and to edit everything and then. To make you know get the audio and everything to sound good, like it's t- it took me hours hours to do it. then I used to do like short clips for one of my old podcasts and put them on Instagram, and I'd do subtitles, and that would take, because 'cause I'd have to type everything out then you're cutting, sure, yeah, like you're cutting it like the whoop like I would say a sentence and so then I cut the video, I'd go and I add subtitles on top of it, then like when the next person you know would say something all right, I'd cut it right there. Or he had like a, a long t- you know a long break, so then you're cutting, 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 cutting. You know, it's. Just like,
1: I never thought about that. I always thought subtitles was
0: something a computer just blew into it. I think there are, there might be something out there, and I probably did it the hardest way. You probably. That's <laughs> like that. holy shit! That'd be a long time to like stop, oh. type, and then get it all to match up so that it like makes sense. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, it's very difficult, but I know that. I looked into it a long time ago, and uh, people were saying, like, oh, you can hire people to do it and stuff like that, so I don't that's maybe how people do it.
1: It's expensive, man, because even, like, for this audiobook thing, I looked into that, like, well, what if I just recorded stuff and then just sent it somewhere else and let somebody else do all the start, stop, pausing, needs to add more here, take away, uh-huh. all that stuff, and shit, by the time they do any quantity of it, it's like, well, hell, this thing's not going to make that kind of money. You know, and just, I don't know, I guess if you reach a level where, you know, you're doing enough that that becomes worthwhile, it would be great, but for anything small time,
0: I don't know, it seems like it'd be really hard to to justify. Yeah, that, I've, when I first got into podcasting, because I really do like editing, that's what I would love to actually do, we've talked about it before, but people charge, like, money. Oh, they do. Like... I mean, for 30 minutes, it's like, $50 is cheap. And if it's like, it's an hour. You know, there's people, some people, like, I charge $500 an episode. Like, what? Fuck. Maybe I should start doing that. I would. Fuck it. Right? <laughs> All right if anybody has a podcast out there, send it to us. I'll, I'll edit it for you. <laughs> it's probably a market for
1: that. Like, if you go to yeah. somewhere like Audrey or mm-hmm, even Red Circle, there's a lot of people, like, starting out. Like, hey, man. Yeah. Give me your Audacity file. 20 bucks. I was going to say, I'll do it cheap, yeah. <laughs> Compressor.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's not a... Nothing wrong with it. No. Uh, well, in, so, like the editing, because some people get super picky, too. Like, they want all the, or the, yeah, ums, yeah. or the, all yeah. that stuff. They want all that taken out. So then you actually have to sit down. And actually, I do it when, when I edit these podcasts. I listen to the entire podcast over again, just to make sure we didn't say something stupid or or fuck up and say a person's name we didn't mean to. Yeah. Um, and there's times before I'm like, what did I just say? No. <laughs> I'll take that out. But, I mean, yeah, there's some people that get crazy with it. Uh, like, like. The word like. I say like all the fucking time. And he used to annoy, annoy the shit out of me. Finally, I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, for me, it's right. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't know. some Some people get super picky, so... It's like, all right, if you want to be that, that, that picky, then it's going to cost you 50 bucks. But just uh, do some stuff. It would be cool. There was a guy I went to. Uh, not I didn't went to. He worked for me uh, years ago. He went to school for audio engineering. And uh, he was giving me a lot of pointers and stuff. And he told me about this website called eMaster. I think I might have sent it to you. I don't remember. But it costs money if you want to use it. But if you do, you can upload your file into the website. And then, like, let them do this little thing. And it does sound better. But the biggest thing, I think, in the end, like, you have to have decent mics. Like, you don't have to have, well, these. These aren't, like, just shitty. I mean, they're not, like, super, super high-end mics. But you've got to have, like, some bit of equipment. Because a lot of people, well, a guy at work, he's like, Hey, man, are you still doing your podcast? Because for the listeners i went back to my old job i quit where i was i started two weeks ago so this new guy that works for me he was asking about if i still do the podcast and i said yeah i said well i said kind of told him about this one how the other ones i did they kind of uh, flopped and blah 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 i've been really thinking about getting into it and it's like what kind of equipment do you have and I, he's asking me all these questions and i was like you can do it on just like a phone you can i said yeah, like, your quality is not going to be that good I mean, it's it's there. You can do it. I Rogan did one one time years ago. Him and a guy just like did the memos app, you know, and recorded. But it, it just sounded like sh- I quit listening because it was like it's, that's bad. Like yeah. it's just a lot a lot of background noise. Like I think they're in a vehicle. And I mean, Target started selling those uh, the
1: Yeti microphones. No kidding. Yeah, there's the the blue Yeti, which is I have, and then there's like the <clears throat> Yeti Nano, and then there's like a snowball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just you know
0: different condensers and stuff they have in them, but I, I'm gonna buy some new mics. I keep saying it. Some they're Rode Pod mics. They're a directional mic. Yeah, which I like, you know they help better with the not getting all the outside. You know, yeah, Cardioid. Like, these, yeah like these mics we're using right now. But anyway. Well, I guess we can jump into this. So, one thing I wanted to talk about today, and I know you did a lot of research on it or at least I think you did, was the John McAfee thing. Yeah, so did John McAfee kill himself? Man, that is <laughs> So, he had that, sent out that tweet or whatever, I don't know how long ago it was, but he's like I I will not kill myself, blah 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 if I'm found up dead or something in jail, but multiple times. Yeah. He's
1: been like, yeah, I'm not suicidal. So if something happens to me, something's up.
0: Part of, like, we've talked, we talked about it the other day, and it's like, was he just crazy, because he was, like, what, 70-some years old, and did a lot of damn drugs? and Super fucking crazy.
1: Yeah. No doubt about that. The guy
0: was nuts.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, the simplest explanation, and we'll throw this up, up out, out front, He's was, what, 75 years old? Hard, you know, I don't want to say hard life, hard life because he did a lot of drugs and partied mm-hmm. really, really hard for a really long time. But he'd staked his whole reputation on being the guy who was always escaping the feds, anti-establishment, the witty comeback. Uh, he escaped South America over the whole murder thing. And then uh, he'd been on the run for like tax evasion and securities fraud from the states for years at this point. Mm-hmm. And was globe-trotting all around or whatever, and he eventually gets caught, and he gets thrown in jail in Spain. So, he staked his entire reputation on, you know, getting away and stuff. Well, he finally gets caught, and then the court says they're going to ship him back to the States, and then within a couple hours of that, he's dead in his cell. So, I think the...
0: They haven't really said how he died, at least I don't think they have, not that I've seen. I read Hanging, but I don't know, it was... It wasn't from anything official. Because, you know, hanging obviously is, you know, kind of the cliche. Yeah. But
1: 75 years old, I mean, his, his self-image, I would have to think, on some level was wounded. So I could even see, like, stress heart attack or stroke, right? I mean, that Probably, happens. Yeah, he's old. Seventy-five's not young. Yeah. Or even then, you know, the hanging thing would, you know, still fits that same bill. Right. So that's the simple one, is that, yeah, he's 75, he's old. He killed himself, or he died, one way or the other, because of his world just got torn down once and for all. But the conspiracy, you know, he also claimed to have a dead man switch uh-huh. and something like 31 terabytes of information on government officials all over the world, you know, including the CIA and the FBI and all this stuff. And then there was the tweets that came up between him and uh, Eric Weinstein. McAfee messaged him. Uh, private message him that Mm -hmm. McAfee was interested in the circumstances surrounding the death of Epstein as were we all but he threw in the caveats of you know something like it's a much smaller circle than you would think uh, stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then it turns out that Weinstein had actually met with Epstein once upon a time this was several years ago nothing like official I think just kind of a acquaintance thing but he also felt the need to mention that perhaps there was video of him with Epstein which I found interesting because I don't really remember anybody asking that. No, so was, I was that too. Yeah, was McAfee reaching out to Weinstein or Weinstein, and then having a private conversation with him, and then, you know, did did McAfee actually have something? Was he saying hey? Because then Weinstein's comeback was, I'm actually a little bit worried about this, because
0: I don't want to be tied to that guy. McAfee died, right? So it's yeah. like, what was really going on there? Yeah. Well, and if he had a video of it, and it's going to get released, and then it would hurt his reputation. And if it's yeah, if it's bad, then well, that's
1: well. That and then sucks, you but. you sent it today, but the uh, there was a lot of stuff floating around on the internet. But I think the big one was on that Wact crypto blockchain. Mm-hmm. There was a few of the wallets came active and sent out some instructions to the blockchain, which even if you think all the other stuff that kind of you know four chan leaks or whatever. Seemed kind of hokey. The blockchain one is at least interesting because the blockchain it exists to do something or it works in some fashion. Mm -hmm. And so, what is that? And then I, you know, the other interesting idea was the whole well, if it's pictures and videos, and then all these pictures and videos get uploaded as NFTs, right? The non-fungible tokens, they're there. They're there. Yeah, you're not getting rid of them. (laughs) Yeah, the only way to get rid of them would be to take an entire blockchain down which isn't going to happen no how many and if you if you did do that i'm not saying it's impossible but like let's say they ended up on like an ethereum token or something like that Mm -hmm. you're talking about shutting down ethereum is a (laughs) massive 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 network so two things would happen i mean really they're both kind of the same thing it would be blatantly obvious what's going on even if they said, oh, well, it was because a plane ran into a power plant and this guy tripped and fell on the power cord and got unplugged and there went Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's it, I mean, that's it,
1: it would be like the most obvious, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, now we know what's really going on. Right. Like there's no way to hide it at that point. So, I, I mean, obviously nothing's happened yet. Dude probably did actually kill himself or die spontaneously somehow. But I don't know. It's It's definitely an interesting one to think about.
0: It it is real interesting. I know in his thing when he said he had the thirty one terabytes and he would release it. Uh, he said if he either gets either gets sent to jail or is or killed, well he went to jail. I mean, but I guess it, I don't know. It it all did happen pretty quick between jail time and death. So it's so because part of the things like I, oh, you just made that shit up. But then the the wallet thing is interesting. But. I I don't know, explain how that works a little bit because I don't I'm no Bitcoin or crypto I, I, I don't know enough to explain it oh okay but oh. something was fuck I tell everybody all the time you're like the fucking crypto guru but never mind nah, <laughs> I mean I, I vaguely get a <laughs> yeah. little
1: bit of of what it's about like like the Stellar Lumens thing has been the one that has interested me the most because mm-hmm. it's decentralized <clears throat> there's basically very minimal network fee in fact I think they actually refund you the fee for using stuff on the network. And it's not something that is limited to, like, miners don't control it. Like, there's no one group that basically dominates Stellar. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all the Stellar's pretty much been issued, to, you know. So, as a network, <clears throat> I guess I understand how that could be useful. But, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, math and code and shit, I uh Well,
0: no. I don't know. I didn't expect you to know that much. <laughs> so I, I don't know exactly what the whole... WAC, I meant like, the, so the wallets, like you, when they you say they... After he died, they sent out whatever info, like, what do you mean by that? Well, that's what's interesting, is I haven't really found a good explanation of that, just that they... The wallets are there
1: now? They did something and, and sent some kind of an instruction code to the larger crypto network blockchain WACT, or whatever it is, at large. Huh. Which is interesting, right? Because if you go back to the idea of the NFT, yeah, if that's how the dead man switch is set up, you know, obviously somebody's have to go has the flash drive and starts uploading stuff. So it would be risky, you know. They could find that pretty quick, I would think somehow. But
0: yeah, it's interesting. Just well, because I don't think unless he he did he when he was a smart guy.
1: Oh yeah, well, so Maybe John McAfee he had some weird Why? Thing. Why is he popular? Right. So everybody thinks McAfee antivirus, and that's correct. But John McAfee is kind of one of the main guys who discovered the whole idea and concept of antivirus stuff and malware on computers to begin with. Mm -hmm. So kind of the whole modern world of antiviruses and finding malware, John McAfee is like an originator of that. Right. So he's very much a savant when it comes to that side of stuff. It's uh-huh. definitely within his wheelhouse to do yeah. something like
0: that. I just wonder how it was set up to where, like you said, I guess there had to be someone, someone to press the button to trigger everything to go. Right. I don't know how you would ever. I don't know how you would. Well, when he dies, like yeah, there, I don't know. There's there's no way. So so somebody had to do something but I, ho- I hope more comes to it i hope we find out about epstein well you know
1: <laughs> if epstein was like this crazy rich guy and like you know hooker island basically i mean if anybody was there or knew about it it'd be john mcafee sure yeah <laughs> i mean he's like drug addict that is number his one. place yeah that's his wheelhouse i mean he once paid a hooker a hooker to shit in his mouth from a hammock or something like that what yeah dude I didn't know that. Fucking wild shit. That's
0: disgusting.
1: He called his wife an anal fisting maestro. <laughs> what? Like dude's a freak, man. <laughs> what?
0: He he called his wife and like so he would let his wife I I don't know, it's just what he said. God. I wonder what would be kind of funny if he's actually just like a normal guy and all those tweets and everything are just completely off the wall. Like they've never happened, just made it up.
1: It could be. I, I mean, think the thing with that. him that was always, I think, the most fascinating for all the craziness was he was also incredibly self-aware that it was
0: crazy, which I don't know, was was
1: interesting. He was smart enough to know that he was
0: crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Remember the one tweet when he said, what did he say? Something, oh, it was talking about uh, Bitcoin was going to reach $500,000, I think, by 2020. And if it didn't, he would cut his own dick off and eat it or something like that. Right, yep. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> A little late now, but I mean, it's, 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 it's wild. Hopefully more comes up. Well, you know, in the the Epstein thing
1: for all the rage that was for a while seems to have kind of, eh,
0: well, people, we were goldfish, you know, I mean, once something's not in the news anymore, people just quit fucking thinking about it. That Ghislaine Maxwell's trial, I think is in the fall
1: sometime, uh, September, or October, November, sometime one of those months is when that court case comes back up. But I'd actually read another guy, uh, I don't know, Google search for it or something, but it was another lawyer. He was basically saying that SDNY has that case basically set up to get tossed out of court. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to make interesting arguments that'll grab headlines and stuff like that, but in the end, like, structurally, it's it's just going to get tossed. And so they'll drag it out for a little bit, then they'll just let it go. Yeah. So it's like they tease the public with it a little bit. Oh, this is really, really interesting, but we got to toss it out of court.
0: Yeah. Well, and then that'll be the end of it. Rich people, you know, yeah, they never have to pay for their crimes. Really, I mean, how long did Epstein? What he got sent to jail once back in like the what early two thousands, and he ended up like he was able to go do his normal job during the day, yeah, and just had to go back to the jail and sleep. And that place he was no jail, right? He had like his own wing of the damn place or something. Like it was. Hmm. I. I hope it's like the movies, you know? I hope I hope that, like, once this stuff does come to light, if it ever does, you know, all of a sudden it's on all the TVs and it just takes over everything, you know? It would just be like, yes, it's finally happening. Well,
1: everybody wants it to. It's kind of the whole... It's kind of like the zombie apocalypse meme because uh, everybody wants there to be, like, an easy, obvious... Yeah, way to re- push the reset button. And not in, like, the evil Klaus Schwab, communist, great reset takeover bullshit. Like, you know, like, in a moral clarity, we're the good guys. Push the reset button. Mm-hmm. And so, if the world really was ran by, you know, satanic pedophiles that or also all the politicians that we hate, that would be easy, right? Because you'd have moral clarity. Like, you would be, oh, well, obviously, these guys were bad. Right. Look at how good I am, because I wasn't a satanic pedophile. But... <laughs>
0: That's too easy. It is. One thing this uh, McAfee thing is doing is, I mean, the Q people are are back in the scene. Got they, something to grab onto because it's, really it's do. connected
1: to Epstein, yeah. which is kind of one of the uh. Q things. Which, you know, is interesting to me because a lot of things were ascribed to Q that Q never actually said much about. And so, even even the whole satanic pedo thing, like, I mean, I'm not saying that's not there, but that's just WikiLeaks, dude. Like, uh-huh. the Pizzagate emails and...
0: Right. Q's just a LARPer who latched onto that. He didn't, like, push anything new out there. No. Go check this out. That's pretty much all it was. And then... Yeah. It just went... <laughs> but, um. you know,
1: that being said, if we really are ran by satanic pedophiles... Uh, that would explain why the sitting president of the United States said that, you know, we would really need F-15s and nukes, yes. right? Because they are coming after you, folks. they uh, That's really super... Uh, it's th- extremely dark and fucked up <laughs> I mean, that more media doesn't grab that and run with it. Because regardless of your politics, that's a very... You say what you want about Trump and his mean jokes and tiny hands and whatever Mm -hmm. but like for a sitting president to like hey man you can't fight the government because we've got fighter planes and nukes he's telling this to his own citizens so he's basically low-key threatening his own citizens that if y'all try to raise up against the government we're just going to start nuking domestic cities yeah so your own federal government is like we're just going to nuke dallas and kansas city because fuck those rednecks right you know it's really creepy extremely creepy and it's a it's a mask drop moment because it tells you how those people really view the federal government they view it as a a place of authority and yeah. you, you dumb plebs you get in line you do what i say because if you don't do what we say we're gonna just crush you and that's that's how they view it like they would never admit that in open clear and honest terms no absolutely not. but through like comments like what he said you're gonna need f-15s and nukes that's him admitting that. That's that's the subconscious coming through. Absolutely. This is what they think about the federal
0: government and its role in the world. And the media is not going to run with it because they're all controlled by the same kind of people, so...
1: Yeah. Now, all that being said, I think, you know, North Korea, North Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan would like to have a word about, you know, not being able to fight the federal government without F-15s and nukes, because pretty sure they did that all right and yes. and mind you in within this same year we are to believe that a mob of questionably sober rednecks almost destroyed mm-hmm. our entire history and legacy of democracy the following a man in a buffalo hat yeah and like one guy had some zip ties and that yeah. was it
0: well, the buffalo hat... And that
1: almost took the whole country down.
0: It did. It did. And actually, it's because the buffalo hat is like the the one thing that'll put a bug in the code that'll break the simulation. Yeah, could be. And they weren't why, expecting it. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we didn't. They just let them in. Oh, But it is funny. You need to have 15s of nukes to take on the United States government. Dangerous assault. A bunch unprecedented of... Unprecedented attack on a, a bunch democracy. Bunch of guys, a bunch of guys who had zero weapons. Zero storms the Capitol building. You know, but if that tells you anything, that was such an inside job in the FBI or, or oh, they were so involved yeah. in that. Fuck yeah. There's so many videos of cops just standing there and like, oh, let me move this barricade for you. Please don't hurt me. Right. And people were just walking by. I mean, they were just walking in. Nobody even broke in. I, re- I, wa- I wonder if there was even anybody even there at that building at that time. No, they got them all out. They, well, they all went to the secure wing or, or whatever it was. Were they even there? Were they even, like, you know, like, once they knew... I mean, they knew that... Okay. We all know there's a, some heavy deep state shit going on here. Hey, we're not actually going to go here today. Now, you're all going to say you were here today, but we really weren't here today. You know what I mean? I mean, they can say, oh, yeah, we escaped, went to the secure wing, blah, 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 blah. We were safe. Or were they even at that building? Like, even there at all? I, I mean, I...
1: I would think so. I mean, they definitely went there after that. I mean, within yeah. two hours of the building getting cleared, they went back and held votes. Sure. So, I mean, it, you just have to think, like, oh, wow, that was fast for a, such a dangerous assault on an yeah. unsecured building for them to just go back to work and take votes. You know, you know?
0: absolutely, because, I mean, what if what, what if someone would... Well, I guess there was the pipe bomb, but what if someone would have came in there and actually, like, planted bombs inside the building? Yeah. Could have actually happened. Sure. But they were like... In and out. I mean, hey, okay, let's go back and vote. Yeah, it was an inside job. I mean, that was... But, if you're a domestic terrorist, basically, if you're a white man, you will pay for your sins. Right. Because... <laughs> oh, shit.
1: <laughs> so, on that note, on white man paying for his sins, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think about that uh, General Mark Milley guy... And his wanting to understand
0: white rage and, oh, I read Mao and Hitler. Does that make me a communist? Yeah. You know, there's, there's one thing with trying to understand and do some research on these theories or this ideology or whatever, but there's, a, there's imp- actually implementing it because critical race theory is just a movement, anyways. Yeah. Actually implementing that, which is what is happening in the military, is completely different. And don't say you're over here researching it and you just, no, you're not. You're, you, you're teaching this shit is what you're doing. You should mention
1: that you're an army vet, too, by the way, so you're not just speaking out of your ass like I might be. Yes, I, yeah, I was in the military for 10 years. And
0: it...
1: So everybody I, I know that I've heard, you know, you, another buddy of ours, and another mm-hmm. buddy of mine, uh, the woke shit is just, mm. like, every day. Like, if you, go, if you yep. have a job where you have to take, like, bullshit HR refresher courses every six weeks, and it's usually some bullcrap crap. How to be nice to people, diversity training, code of conduct, just garbage, right? That. On steroids. Like, I remember one guy saying they had basically what you could amount to, like, how to not rape people training. Like, in the Air Force. I mean, he's being superfluous with his wording of it, but, like,
0: basically it's, like, you know, how to not rape your fellow airmen. (laughs) (laughs) There was a time. So, this really all kind of started happening under Obama. Um well, let me get back to Millie real quick before I forget. Okay. Because I just wanted to throw out there
1: that... So his comment about, you know, I've read Mao, I read Hitler, I read all this stuff, you know, that doesn't make me a Nazi or a communist. That's fine, right? Like, like you should be interested in history and, and these other alternative views that that are challenging us in the world. That makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. But you also have to look at his comment about, I want to understand white rage, and mm-hmm. I'm white. Because... That's another mask drop moment. That's telling you that how he feels about the country is that yeah. this is what's really going on when, yeah. he, when he looks at it. And that term and that use comes from critical race, critical race theory. Absolutely. So he thinks that the country he's looking at is in those terms. Critical race theory is Marxism. It's, it's, it's Marxism, yeah. except instead of class, it's race. Yes, it's it's just Marxism repackaged for a different audience, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's all it is. And so you have to wonder if you know if they're pushing all this training in the military, and even like the the transsexual stuff, and, and things like that, or even like the Biden stuff around the inauguration, where it was all like you know cherry picked soldiers and you know things like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I mean, how do you look at that any other way than? They're slowly trying to gear up a force that wouldn't be opposed to to cracking down on a specific group of people. Yeah. So go listen to like the FBI say, white supremacy is the biggest threat to the security of our nation and domestic terrorism, blah, blah, blah. Man, I've I've seen so many white supremacy rallies and just crosses on fire and buildings getting smashed by angry white people in the last 10 years of my life. Yep. That it's just wild. You know, these white supremacists are just out to you. Fuck no. Mm-mm. No. Like, you have like the one thing in like Charlottesville where the one dude did run over some people. And that was very bad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? But let's look at like the total sample of like the things we have going on. Yeah. You got one.
0: Yeah. It's... And it was one guy. That's because in one crowd. It was... wasn't violent. Right. Because me and you know that it's not that. Domestic terrorism, white supremacy is Republicans. Well, okay, anybody who's not a progressive, it, it is. The, the, you know, it. This white supremacy, domestic terrorism. You know, you voted for Trump. You're a domestic terrorist. Yeah, well, it, that, so that's, that's what, what they're what doing. That means that's yes. what they're doing. If you if you oppose what we think, then you're not with us and you're against us, and well, you're a terrorist, and we're yep, going to you're deal with a white you. supremacist, and that that's yeah. what the like you you reject. The idea of critical race theory and the
1: thing is I was, you know so I was telling some family members this earlier today you know they always say all these people are so worked up about critical race theory and nobody's actually talking about critical race theory in schools and all this stuff and it's like but that's the point right because the point is that and this is a old Marxist thing like they never actually tell you that like they're never going to openly unless you're in like Portland use the word like, Today, open up your critical race theory books to page 10. Like, it's not how it works. No, absolutely what not. What critical race theory is, it is a lens through which you view the world. hmm uh-huh. Right? And so, everything that gets presented is presented through that lens. Uh-huh. So, whether it's the education system or the court system or whatever it is, they never use the word critical race theory. They just start ascribing the worldview to how they go about their daily life. And it all originates from that worldview. Yes. So everybody knows that who's criti- who is, you know, in opposition to critical race theory sees that. And we know that. And even the people who support it, they know that that's exactly what it is, but they're able to say, Oh, well, this isn't critical race theory. Who said critical race theory? We exactly. never said anything about critical race theory. It's the same as like when black lives matter, uh, This was kind of sad the other day. uh, Mike Brown, he's the one... He's the uh, black kid who got shot in Ferguson, Missouri. Mm. Uh, This was one of the first... Yeah, years ago. First big ones that blew up. Yeah. So he was out and he was criticizing uh, Black Lives Matter organization for, you know, hey, I've been out here on these streets forever and all this stuff. And where's all this money going? Right? I don't see what's happening. And as cool as that was to see, it was also incredibly sad because... They don't hide where that money goes. Like, if you go to the big Donate Now button on the BLM official thing, it takes you to Act Blue. Which is a Democrat. Act Blue (laughs) is a charity group who, yeah, they have some fancy words to try to make it look like it's not what they do, but 90% of all the money they raise goes to Democrat political campaigns and Democrat political organizations. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And so, you can't say that you oppose Black Lives Matter, because now you sound like a racist. Right? Because of course Black Lives Matter. There's nothing wrong with that saying. I mean, do we have a history in this country that disproportionately affected black people? Yes. Absolutely. Is there active racism in many parts of this country? I haven't been to many parts of this country, but I don't doubt it, right? If if you're a black guy and you say that that's the way it is, I have no reason to not believe you in some circumstances, Mm -hmm. right? But the organization Black Lives Matter is just another one of those same kind of Marxist front tools, right? They're hiding behind how that slogan sounds. Yes. But what they're actually doing in reality is something completely different. Yeah. And so even when the right wing gets upset about, well, did you see that founder bought two nice houses and yada, yada, yada? Shit, that's a distraction too because that's not most of the money. No. That's just... she's a teeny portion yeah, of it. The money's going to this other place and look what that entity is doing. That's That's what all of this is about. It's how mm-hmm. can we divide and conquer? How can we organize enough of these people that will follow along with this least common denominator? Because, I mean, in a vacuum, how could you be against the idea that, like, black lives matter? I mean, you might say all lives matter, but, I mean, in in reality, the the perception of, like, black lives matter is, you know, and this isn't even to get into whether you think this is, you know, uh, factually correct or not, is that they feel like there is a problem with police violence and law enforcement Mm -hmm. that disproportionately affects the black community so black lives matter because we feel like we're getting walked on that's fine that's fair but and like that's a thing but that is totally separate from the organization and and what it's just marxism man
0: yeah one i think one thing we should talk about is like that lens of critical race theory and how it's viewed and 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 it's basically you know the united states was created on system, systemic racism. Everything we've always, you know, been since 1776. We've been against black people. That's how the the white way. Everything we've ever done in this country is racist, and and which is not true, but that's what critical race theory teaches. Uh, you remember? Um, I think it was the Smithsonian had that thing and it was talking about basically if the white you, values, the white values, you go to work, you have a, a that nuclear family, linear thinking. Yeah. Logic and, flow. And, 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 and critical race theory teaches that basically anything that can make a, a society thrive is actually the white way. And that's the white, the white supremacist way. And that's bad, and right. and you've been conditioned to accept to
1: th- our version of society. Yeah, the yeah. white
0: the white version of society. Yes, and that is what that's what critical race theory teaches, which is so wrong. But well, I mean, it's it's Marxism, right? It's the per- it, it it's is the perpetual revolution. So mm-hmm.
1: you could take the race out of critical race theory, and you're just left with critical theory, which is another thing, which which is basically tear down everything. It's it's like postmodernism on steroids. Mm-hmm. It's how can we rip it all down? Well, it's it's. Marx it leads or goes hand in hand with Marxism. it's the it's the Mao's perpetual revolution, right? the fight's not mm-hmm. over. you're always tearing yeah. somebody down. And so I think with like Antifa and even some of the BLN rights and stuff and and the politicians that go along with that, what we're seeing is the American version of the old Chinese Red Guard where it was just publicly criticize. Shame, call people out, follow them around, harass make them, hold their it, hands up at restaurants. Make them lose their jobs, make them kneel before you on the street, all that shit. Yep. That's the Red Guard. It's here. It really it's is. It's in yes. America. It's just, yeah. it has many faces and many colors and what do you do? Well, and to be
0: successful, you have to do that. And not enough people they, you know.
1: not enough people are, are putting all of that stuff in the same category no. and saying this is, this is just a specialized version of that to assault America because it's happening on 10 different fronts. Instead Instead of, of like, in China, where it was like, you know, the Red Guard had uniforms. Right. So, you can't fight the ten battles at once. I mean, you could, but people don't think in these broad terms of Marxism, they're just always attacking the one thing at a time. And that's not going to get you anywhere.
0: Mm I think a lot of people that are against it, I'm glad they're against it, but a lot of people also don't understand it. Right.
1: Well, they would never make the link to... You know, like we say Marxism, and I feel like it's a word that's been, like, beat to death, but... It has become a buzzword. Yeah, people don't realize how, like, extremely counter to American culture and American ideals something like Marxism really is. And the country's getting increasingly Marxist and communist and socialist in almost every way imaginable. I think it's just now we're at a, a point where you can really feel and see the pressure in your daily life. And so even if you're not somebody who thinks about politics all the time or dwells in these things you know something's up. Mhm. So act accordingly.
0: Yeah. You're white, you're screwed. You have a job, you're screwed. You voted for Trump, you're screwed. If you have guns, you're screwed because, well, they got F15s and nukes. Yep. Just going to Um you. if you have a family, you're screwed. Uh if you go to church, you're screwed. <laughs> we'll probably going. Oh, math. If you believe in math, you're screwed, you know. Yes. <laughs> Cuz the wrong answer is really the right answer. And there is no real right answer. Right. All answers are right. It, wild times. We. I just need to get out. I just need to, you know. <laughs> I want to be out and away from everything. I know, right? <laughs> that way, at least I'll, it'll be a long time before it comes to me, you know.
1: Well, and that's where, like, the savior complex... come, Or, not? I don't want to say savior complex. Let's say zombie apocalypse thing. Back to the Epstein thing. Everybody wants that sort of, like, easy out. Mm-hmm. Well, if I can just say all these people are fringe pedophiles, then I'm instantly good, everybody knows I'm good, everybody knows they're bad, there's no ands, ifs, or buts, and we can just start over. Sure. Yeah. Zombie apocalypse, right? Zombie bad, not zombie good. Yeah. It's easy.
0: But not going to happen. You know, I wonder, how, like... This has been like a plan to, I mean, turn the United States into a more of a communist or Marxist or Leninist or whatever whateverist agenda twenty one. Yeah, it's it's been in the, it's been in the works for a long time. I do feel though, in the last few years though, it's really sped up. Yeah, it has accelerated big time. Yeah, um, I'm just curious when. When, is it going to happen in our lifetime? Is it going to happen in our children's, children's lifetime when there is going to be another revolution? Or another I, civil war? What or I another can't figure out is,
1: so the whole speeding up, I, it definitely is happening. Mm-hmm. Undeniable. But is it speeding up because they're operating from a position of power? Or is it speeding up because the writing is on the wall and their time is almost up? Because I do think that as crazy as the news seems and things like that, there are a lot of normal people that, like, aren't cool with a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, even the Biden thing, you know, without even getting into election stuff, uh, I don't believe really anybody voted for Joe Biden. They They just against Donald Trump. They just voted for not Donald Trump. Right. And so they're bringing with them all this baggage that social media would have you think is popular. But I I heard something today. And it was, like... uh, You know, some huge percentage of tweets on Twitter are all very liberal. But, like, some some ridiculous number, like 90% of tweets are only coming from, like, you know, 20% of users or something like that. And out of that number of users, like, almost 70% of them are, like, actively Democrat or actively, like, liberal. So, it tells you that it's an echo chamber, Right. And so when you yeah. see like the trends and what's actually happening and things like that, and then gets reported on the news and it seems like it's going wildfire and viral and stuff like that, but it's, it's really not. It's just a big echo chamber. Yeah. Right. All
0: social media. Well, not all, yeah. all the, and, ma- and so all the they, major social media.
1: These people think these, these things are more popular than they really are. And like in some college back room or something that, you know, that might be a thing, but you start doing that to like people's kids. I mean, you saw there was videos the other day of a, parents trying to shout down the school board mm-hmm. and the cops came and like took the parents out, you know, because it was getting testy. And but like that's only going to last so long,
0: you know. That's a uh, another thing too why it might be speeding up is it this has been in the works for so long but like the indoctrination of young the younger generations. That's another Mao China thing. Yeah, they're finally now out of college um and they've got careers in, you know, right. the government and stuff like that. So that and megaphones bigger, AOC. Yeah, absolutely. Her little whatever the crew, the whatever how they call themselves, that Rashida Talib, and then I don't know, but Ilhan. Yeah, well, and that's
1: why the education. You know, they get their hooks in the kids early. It's where they mm-hmm. they're either too afraid to speak out or they just don't know any different because that's what they were taught. Yeah, a lot of parents are just disinterested or beat around the bush. More and more and more, I don't want my son going to public school. It's hard, man, because there's not. I, you know, it's going to be different depending on where you live, but there's not really a ton of options where we're at. No. You know, and not all the schools are that bad. You know, we're still in the Midwest. You know, that's red state. Our, our Democrats, for the most part, are not. We're not down here, at least. California Democrats, right? No. Like, no. I know, heck, one of my favorite guys to talk to at work, you know, Democrat, Biden voter, hates Trump, the whole nine yards, all of that stuff, but he owns guns and, like, Gas cars and yeah. You know, questions, you know, they're not like lost just because somebody thinks healthcare should be different, right?
0: Right. And that's why I always go back and say there's a big difference between a classical liberal and a progressive anyways. Yeah. I mean classical liberals, hell the founding fathers were liberal as fuck. They promoted free thinking, science, you know, math, they freedom of of religion, you know. At the time, yeah, they were all well, they weren't Christ they were um I'm drawing a blank here. What were they? Um, The fuck were the founding fathers? They were Christian, but they Uh, were... Deists. uh, Deists, yes, thank you. Um, But anyways, uh, they were very liberal compared to, you know, the other people. I don't know. Well, and so,
1: speaking of government, I mean, you know, one of the biggest criticisms of, like, uh, anarchy, or, like, having a really big free market... Is that there would be nobody to ensure that the high-rise buildings don't just collapse? You know, mm-hmm. so like, yeah, you know, what would you do in Miami if, say, you built a big apartment building and like government-certified inspectors like looked at this building and stuff, and it was good to go? Yeah, and then three but, days. You later. know, but in like an anarchy or in like a free country, you know, these buildings would just be falling down all the time. Right. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Because the one in Miami you know was looked at what three days prior <laughs> oh shit there is government there they yeah. did like certify all this bullshit and a hundred eighty to a hundred people I think are dead yeah. because it collapsed yeah they yeah they still haven't found people it, it, it makes it always makes me laugh um when people bring up the like inspectors and stuff building inspectors because oh in a society when there's nobody like really. Right. There's an incentive. So,
1: uh, a gal at work, we we weren't really even being political about it. We just... The licensing, like, hair hair cutter people thing came up. Mm -hmm. And uh, this gal, she's, you know, more kind of standard status quo. I don't want to say, like, Democrat, but, like, not interested in politics kind of person. Yeah. So, just kind of, oh, well, you know, they got to keep things clean and whatever. And it's like, okay, so... You're just talking about your hair cutter and how you've been going there for 30 years and she's really good and your friends and yada yada. Uh, would you still let her cut your hair if like she didn't have a license? Well, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you're telling me that the reason you go there is because like she's cordial and she's good at her job, right? Yeah. You don't really give a shit about that certificate on the wall. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, is it is it technically illegal for my wife to cut my hair?
0: Probably. I, I mean, mean I, I wonder I wonder if that is a felony cuz she doesn't
1: have an occupational license and she's you know, I sit yeah. I sit in the chair. Yeah, my hair gets sprayed with a little bottle. Maybe it comes down come to
0: um if you pay her then maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That is a how, really how good question. How does paying
1: my wife for haircut work if we have the same bank account?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh I have a I have a buddy who's a, a barber. Went to barber school. Yeah, um, hell of a hell of a barber. I always tell, say I'm going to go get my hair cut from. I never do, but I mean, he cuts people's hair all the time. He's not certified anymore. You know, he yeah. quit that and he's working where we work now. You know, and because it's more money. And that is a good question. If hell, I've had my wife cut my hair before. Right, my wife. My wife has waxed my back. Technically, that's like what got yeah. a license for that too man yeah you
1: can't just run a spa like unchecked no i mean what if there was hookers in the spa right you can't have that
0: no no it's illegal it's very illegal <laughs> we're felons <laughs> <laughs> well i guess we aren't we're fine <laughs> our wives aren't though <laughs> yeah it's just such
1: a joke it is that well and so even even to like the education thing uh I think it was Massachusetts, they had to pass a rule that if somebody was going to homeschool more than five kids, they had to have, like, a teaching license or something. Kidding me? Yeah. So if you have
0: six kids, you can't...
1: Well, so think about COVID, right? So you have all these people, like, you know, especially in places that were more hardcore, just, you know, not sending their kids to school or not dealing with the online thing. They just kept them home. So you go back to that whole model of, like, well, if you have five moms on the cul-de-sac who, you know, stay home or are home a, a big portion of the time... Yeah. You can buy a homeschool curriculum... Pretty cheap, right? And if y'all get along, yeah. you can knock that shit out pretty quick. I know this from experience. So that's a threat to the model, right? hmm Because you realize that a lot, not all, I mean, there's good teachers out there. I've had a few, but a lot of them are just regurgitating crap.
0: That's what almost all of them are doing.
1: Yes. And so if the thing here is that I just have to meet these standards to pass this test in six months or whatever... I mean, anybody can fucking do that, and yeah. then the other one on top of that is, not only can I do that, I can do better, because I can pick the things that really matter, right? Because I'm a competent adult, right? Yeah. So, uh, that's a that's a big one, and, and and it just it just gets back to the whole thing, right? So like one thing I always wonder is, uh, you know, what? I, I don't somebody could go blow this up and fact check, I'm sure, but like Salcon. He runs the Khan mm-hmm. It's a math tutoring website, except it's pretty much free and you can get on there and do anything from like first grade math all the way to like university senior year electrical engineering stuff. Right. Really hard math. Mm-hmm. And so he has just tons of videos and like worksheets and it's all like interactive and he has a really good voice and he does lots of really good examples. And there's like message boards on there where you can get help from people that are also doing the same kind of thing, and it's free. Yeah. And so, when I had gone back to college for the electronics engineering thing, I, somebody had recommended and I started using it, and I was like, wow, this is like the best math teacher I've ever had. And uh, it just made me wonder, like, math teachers. I mean, I had... I don't want to say some shitty ones, because I'm not going to pretend like I was like a great student who really gave a shit at the time, but yeah. why... Why, if you had the option, wouldn't you like, I mean, who, who, who would, who do you think is better suited to, to teach your kids a skill, right? Just some random person teaching math or like this guy who like legit stellar reputation. Yeah. Awesome. Tons of good reviews from like Mm -hmm. engineers and PhDs and all kinds of shit. It doesn't cost anything. Yeah. Which one's better? Right. I know. Right. I wonder if... The teaching thing is interesting. Yeah, and, and to get... To kind of spin off of that and, and drag YouTube into it... You know, like... You know, I'm not like ace mechanic guy or anything by any means, but I'm I'm mechanically inclined. I can use tools and things like that, and I can think analytically about how two things fit together and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So if I'm going to work on something on like a car or uh, part of a house or... A mower or whatever, right? I mean, I'm not, like, certified and shit. I never went to school. I never worked at an auto shop, but, like, I can watch a 10-minute YouTube video and, like, competently execute that same thing.
0: All the time.
1: Right? So I mean. which one is better? Paying for that or going to school to learn that or just, like, doing it? Right.
0: You know, to be, I and I... I don't know every other state, but in the state of Kansas, to be a uh, like a substitute teacher, you don't even have to be certified. mm Yeah. That's crazy. Huh, interesting, you know? Because all they do in is they just go in and read out of the fucking book. Right. Like all teachers. Pretty much. I would love to have a teacher that didn't teach what was in the book, but every one of them do. Because, well, they have to. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, Tim Kennedy, you know who Tim Kennedy is? Yeah. So he started his own, or is in the process of starting his own school down in Texas. And part of it is they're going to learn, like, life skills. Yeah. You know, bring back, like, home ec and stuff. But, like, he's going to do survival skills, which is good. Um, he's going to do, like, stuff in nature. The, the shit we learn in school, I mean, when our parents were going to school, they had, like, shooting classes. To teach them how to properly handle a firearm. Right. Which, you know, it, which should be something if, if guns are so bad nowadays. Gun and, safety. God, that's, why not? I mean, shit, teach them young. Have school do yeah, it. Yeah, trigger discipline. Muzzle control. Mm-hmm. Don't ever point it this way. Yeah, yeah. Home ec? I mean, I don't know if they still do home ec where we went to school at, but I know a lot of places don't have home ec anymore, but there's people that don't even know how to fucking boil a pot of water. Yeah. Like, something easy like ramen noodles. They they don't know how to cook them. What? Like, come on. I mean, we should all know how to sew a button. Everybody should know how to change their oil in their car, change a tire. There's yep. like just certain life skills that you should know. Right. You know some some a uh, little survival skills. You know, when you get stranded on the side of the road, you know what do you do? And
1: I think what people miss with that is the same thing that even I missed in math for years and years and years. It didn't didn't dawn on me until the last couple of years even. And it's the same thing with like the home ec stuff is it doesn't mean that you're going to be changing your own oil forever or that you have to be good at sewing on buttons or anything like that. You become aware of the process and what it takes to do certain things. And so what really it ends up doing in the long run and why you do this with kids is it teaches them to think analytically about problem solving. Uh And that's how you get certain sets of critical thinking skills. So math, yes, math is driven by solving a problem and coming up with the right solution. But math is also like, it's lifting weights for your brain in a sense. It it teaches you to think analytically about a process and a flow and uh-huh. how two things are related. And so that's why at a certain point, yes, those people will be good at math, but they can also think analytically through certain kinds of problems very, very well because their mind is has worked out for all these years on how to solve these problems. And so it's the same with somebody who's like, Really mechanically inclined, or somebody who's mm-hmm. a really good cook—it's—it's it's, their mind has been pumping iron, so to speak, in that discipline of being able to think critically about whatever the issues that it is that get presented. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what schools missing is we're not—we're—they're not teaching kids to think critically. And you—you you can't just have a critical thinking class because that's not how critical thinking works. Like it, it's a conditioned thing over a long period of time. I always. So Elon Musk, he he does the same thing. His kids go to a school that, like, he made that's, like, just for them. Mm-hmm. And he gave an example once that I really, really liked. And it was, uh, I'm sure I'm going to butcher it to some extent, but it was, well, rather than teach them about a screwdriver and what a screwdriver is, I think that's a waste of time, right? Because a screwdriver is a tool. So I don't want to just teach somebody about the tool because then all you have is this tool and you start to look at problems through the lens of this tool, Right which is kind of how you, in, in you know this isn't him saying, this is me saying it, people become kind of compliant and they start to lose the ability to think because mm-hmm. you only think in terms of the tool that I have, right? It's the whole, you know, if all I have is a hammer, every problem is a nail, right? Well, mm-hmm. in his example, it was, I would rather teach them about the engine and how the engine works and, and what it takes to make the engine run because when I do that, the use of the screwdriver just becomes implied and apparent and I never even have to mention it. It just becomes obvious what a screwdriver's for, right yeah. And so the way they think doesn't get stuck on the tool it's 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 more process oriented, which I thought was really cool because even in like bullshit HR stuff at work you know they always oh <laughs> like the performance goal thing it's like, blah 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 collaboration team you know there's like this mm-hmm. HR like we're gonna MBA the shit out of this and if we just follow these six steps with everything in life we'll be fucking gold and it's like it's, yeah. it's not how it works it's like not how any of this works like no. that's just some bullshit you learned in college where they don't have lives or the ability to
0: think outside the box so mm-hmm. so UFOs what do you said 143 out of 144 yes I saw that
1: they said uh Uh, you know, that they don't fully understand. They need more information. They never said aliens. uh, Kind of alluded to maybe terrestrial, but the big one they kept pushing kind of all throughout it was threat. It's a threat. It's either a threat to national security or it's a threat because it's a flight safety issue. And so basically, without saying it directly, we need a bunch more money Mm. to look at UFOs because threats, man, national security. What else? Yeah. My question then becomes... I could understand the flight safety part of it, right? Like, if these things are a threat to aircraft that are in the air, whether it's commercial or domestic, yeah, that's an issue because you could have a mid-air collision, that would be bad. Everybody agrees that's bad. But that hasn't happened yet. So how bad no. is it? Right. Number two, why would you use a word like threat? Because you wouldn't necessarily say that, like, geese are a threat, even though geese exist and have hit airplanes and have brought them down. Yep. So why this heavy dose of the word threat and so you're left with two things and i think one of them is more likely but the first one is it is aliens and they just won't tell us and they know that we're in some deep shit so we need a bunch of money to research the shit but i think that's incredibly unlikely i think more likely this is all just gaslighting they found a public narrative latched onto it national security the same bullshit we've heard since 9-11 uh, yeah give us more money because oh my gosh the pentagon already was ordered to have a uh a professional funded group within the Pentagon that like specifically looks at the UAP issue, which is more than they've ever done before. So I don't know. It all looks like it's probably a bunch of horse turds. They even did put in there that, you know, these things could be caused by spoofing or, or sensor errors or things of that nature, which is one of the more popular uh, theories in my mind that it's a lot of hocus pocus, whether intentional or accidental, but,
0: well, you know as well as I do when you want something, or you want to get something done. Safety, yes, always safety. It's always safety. Everything always gets taken away in the name of safety. You get what you want in the name of safety. Secure that funding in the name of safety. I mean, always safety. Yep. Yeah. Um. The more and more and more that comes out about these UFOs or UAPs, I it's not. I it's just government technology. I or it's uh, just pure gaslighting so they can get more money to do whatever yeah which is funny though because generally under democrats like the military budgets are slashed not this president well no not the last few it's just like
1: i think one time obama didn't cut the spending like they still got their raise But he, you know, kind of artificially said, oh, but we're going to slow down the rate of increase, but that Uh that never, like, stuck and was a thing. It was just a talking point. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, and the other one on the UFO thing that I wonder is, so let's say they do know that there's, like, an otherworldly threat or some other entity that lives in our oceans that's popping up, uh, but they're not telling us about it. Well, like, that's not good either. No, not at all. And so to me, that would almost allude to, well, the government's got to be kind of in bed with them, right? Because if this was a really serious issue and you needed funding because it was like, we have to build a giant Death Star. Otherwise, the space boogaloos are going to, like, wipe us out. I mean, what better way to get money and resources and public attention than to say, hey, look, here's everything we know about the space boogaloo aliens. Here's a big binder on, you know, the gay space boogaloo aliens that, that want to come take us over and, like, anal probe everybody. The
0: trans-gay space.
1: Yes. Boogaloo aliens. I mean, why people. wouldn't you do that? Say, look, man, yeah. they have these ships that are 10,000 years beyond us, and we know where their home planet is, and it's going to take them a 1,000 years to get back here. So we have, like, 1,000 years to get our shit together, because otherwise we're fucked, literally. Yeah. So, but they didn't do that. They're just quiet about it. So,
0: yeah, it's not good either. They're in bed with aliens. Probably. That are communists. And Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab are aliens. Yeah, this makes
1: sense. Yeah, probably. I mean, the whole lizard people thing, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: It's probably actually actually true. Lizard people. Nancy Pelosi is a lizard person for sure. 100%. That old bag needs to fucking go. <laughs> Dude. She posted something the other day about the January 6th stuff, and I just... It's and getting the people, so tired. Oh, like, God. The, the, people,
1: the people that lap it up are like
0: the worst. Oh, so bad. They're worse than the politicians. Yeah. It was such a scary day. I was, I was legitimately afraid. It's like, were you really? Were you really afraid? Or, or were you, are you, did you become afraid
1: after they told you? Hey, she's the Speaker of the House. The Sergeant at Arms asks and answers to her. So Ooh, yeah. what came out of that that didn't get the bigger response?
0: Yeah. I just... Ugh. The people are fucking disgusting. The... I still get... Uh, I mean, I, I
1: whatever, but like the whole dangerous assault on our democracy. Worst thing ever. So terrible. So terrible. And it's like... I, I mean... No. It wasn't. Well, you, you know what? Some windows got broken, and then they all got replaced at taxpayer expense the nice day. You know what else I saw that same year? Lots of cities and people lose their businesses. Mm-hmm. Some people lost their lives. Some people got extremely fucked up. You, you know, know what, In though? the middle of the streets.
0: Eh, who cares? That Those places were not the pinnacle. They were not the temple that everything yeah. gets done. The center
1: of our cult. God. I, I, there was one guy. I don't know if it was CNN or MSNBC. He was like, because somebody, somebody made that same criticism. He's like, this isn't like it was just some taco stand guy. In, in oh, North I remember that. And, it, and to me, it was—it's like I, I feel worse for taco stand guy because that's yeah. like his whole livelihood that gets steamrolled, and that actually happened. All these fucking congressmen—they're not missing a fucking payday. That building is going to get fixed at our expense. And then I so. even wonder, like, you know, to have a generational conversation. What's the fucking point of that building in the era of like Zoom in the internet and like mm-hmm. airplanes? Like, why do we still do this old timey? This is no different now than, like, England still having a royal family. Like, you can make a traditional appeal to it. Like, oh, tradition, yeah, let's have, okay,
0: let's turn the building into a museum. Because it's historical, significance, and it just means so much. But we tear down statues as well. Yeah. That was
1: a statue of George Floyd now, so.
0: Yeah, and it got vandalized, and Sean King was very upset, and he thinks that those people need to pay but he doesn't care when statues of Jesus get taken down and vandalized sure or Thomas Jefferson yeah well he's also a piece of shit he was white he is very so like he's the fucking whitest fucking black guy I mean yeah He's about his, uh, What's what's her name? What was, she was the leader of the NAACP for a while. Yeah, um, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Wasserman Schultz, I want to yeah, say.
0: like remember. white, white girl, but... Her parents are white even. Yeah, <laughs> like zero black at all. Yeah. She'd get perms, so her hair looked, you know. It's... Yeah, but those people like that, they just drive me up the wall. It, it's it's terrible, and I'll, I'll flip through the comments, like, on, on her deal, and it's like like, good God, I, w- I want to comment. I'm like, nah, just stay out of it, stay out of it. Yeah, it's like you just fucking just talking to a wall. It, it is, because eh, it really is, but... So anyways, what have you been up to? I guess it's been three weeks, really, since we recorded last, so...
1: Nothing, man. Went to the lake once, hopefully going to the lake a bunch more here in the next few months, and... Yeah. I, uh... I don't know, man. Like, I... I don't necessarily like, like, so at work I've got to wear, like, you know, jeans and a decent shirt. And uh-huh. So, yeah, it gets kind of hot sometimes, but uh, there's so many people that are, oh, man, the heat, I hate it. And, like, I get that. I do. I mean, there's definitely times just like, man, I just want to be in the A.C., but, like, I don't know. Like, I go work out in my garage, I'm, like, hot and sweaty and humid, and, like, I kind of like it. Like, yeah. I'd rather be outside, like, mowing my lawn kind of hot than, like... I'm that guy. I like change. I mean, I'm not like addicted to like one temperature over the other, but like people who won't go outside because it's too hot that day, like I have never let that be something that stops me. No,
0: ever. I will actually not go outside because it's too cold. Sure, I love the heat. I did live in Arizona, and we lived in the Mojave Valley area, so it was 120, 130 times. No. That dry heat. So it's a little bit different. Not that, you know, that sticky humidity. But still, you go outside and it felt like you opened up the oven, you know, yeah. and, and like that draft of heat comes at you. That's so how you open when you walk out the door. It's like, oh, God. But, yeah, I, I, I love this time of year. I'm not a big fan. And, and I do like the cold. So I, I do like winter, briefly. Like, give me a month of winter. Yeah. Let's and, do Christmas and then just skip it and go right back to spring <laughs> There we summer. go. Yeah. yep. Yep. <laughs> Now we were supposed to go to the lake this weekend, but the weather down in Oklahoma is complete shit right now. It was like a 90 percent chance of rain when I looked earlier. Yesterday it was 40, and I was like, ah, eh, it's not bad. 40's okay. Then it was 50, a few hours later, then 60 by the time I went to bed. This morning it was like 70, 80, 90 by the time I left work. I was like, "Yeah, we're definitely not going to the lake." And it looks like there's a lot of houses down
1: there that were, like, refurbed in the last, like, year. Like, they're spending some money. It
0: is... The... My in-laws, they bought their house. I won't say all the details, but they had a house. Now, this was not directly on the lake. So, it was lake, house, like a lake house. Then there was a little road. And then there were houses right here. So, you could see the lake from it. It was just, I mean, it was right there. Still... Would be perfect, nice little like A-frame style house that had a loft upstairs, and a bathroom. Then downstairs had a bedroom and a bathroom, and, you know, kitchen, living room, all that shit. Had two giant decks, one on the front, one on the back of the house. And they they bought that house. And, I mean, they they had it for like three or four years, and it was very very reasonable. Yeah. They sold it last year. If they would have waited this year, they would have made so much more money off it. But they sold it last year, and they made. They made about fifty grand on that thing. Nice. This year they probably made a they probably doubled. Sure, but it's it's wild how many people you know are well the housing market's just crazy. But there's still like so many people. The COVID thing, the like I think it you know did do very good when it, it comes to you know people don't. A lot of people got out of that mindset of just work, 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 work. You know, yeah, they actually were able to live, and they're like, "Oh, this," you know, I mean, yeah, we got to work to 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 make money, but at the same time, it's like, God, it's not the only thing in life, you know? Yeah. So people are going and buying those lake houses and stuff like that, and then way well, the housing market is just makes everything else skyrocket. But they're still they're just renting that cabin because they haven't had a whole lot of luck trying to find stuff. They were looking at some like lakefront property and. The prize was like, what? Yeah. For a piece of land? Like, not like not even an acre, you
1: know? Oh, and that's before you get into trying to get the <clears throat> authority down there to let you build a dock
0: and shit like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. It's... Uh, but now we're going to go down there 4th of July weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to spend a nice, like, 5 days down there. I took a few days off from work, and we're going to head down there friday evening friday afternoon you know and then saturday sunday monday tuesday and come back wednesday and that'll be a good time what are you guys doing for the fourth um
1: so wife is actually working and i think i got conned into doing fourth of july stuff tomorrow Oh, really? So I don't know if, like, fireworks places here are, like, open yet or not, but we'll probably... I mean, if it's, if it's not, like, pouring rain or something. Yeah. Might try to do something tomorrow. And then we have some extended friends. We're doing something on one of the days, but I I don't know if I'll do She go. actually works on the 4th? Yeah. Oh. Government jobs, man.
0: Yeah, you gotta... Yeah. Do they, like, do, like, rotations of, like...
1: Yeah, it's not every year. It's, so,
0: like, the last several she's had off, so I just, you know... This yeah, the year, year. I guess so. Man, too bad you, if I didn't know you needed fireworks. I when we just moved, I just got rid of so many of those mortars. Did you? My brother and I just gave them to him because he was like, "I like But I mean, I, they were sitting in my garage on the shelf. Yeah. From last year, I mean, I had probably a, probably fifty, like one, two, and three round, like nice. tons. I shot some over New Year's and I put them back in the garage. and Like they my just brother-in-law usually goes
1: a little crazy and spends a bunch of money on fireworks. So yeah. Hopefully, I can get out of there without.
0: I like fireworks, but like a couple hundred dollars is like. Yeah. Upper, upper limit for sure. Absolutely. One year long, long time ago, we did go crazy. And we did like a very long Fourth of July weekend. Went to some friends' house. We brought our camper over there. We stayed there for like a week, basically. And we. Partied that entire time. Cooked, like, food that entire time. Shot fireworks out off that entire time. Every night we had, like, a show, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was a ton of fun. But we... I did that year. I spent $1,000. But it was, like, over the course of multiple days. It wasn't just like I wouldn't drop a 1000 But I'm, like... At the end, it's like, really? I mean, was that worth it, you know? It was tons of fun. But still... I know people that spend, like, thousands of dollars, you know? Like, I just... To watch something goes, yeah, oh, there was twenty bucks. Another twenty bucks. What the fuck? It's like going gambling, you know? Oh, it, yeah, just it is like exactly stick your money is. in the slot machine and shing shing. shing. Oh, that twenty dollars is gone. Usually, the place
1: down the road from us, if you wait until the Fourth of July and mm-hmm. you wait until I don't want to say like super late at night, but kind of dinner time when everybody's kind of starting to shoot them off, everything is like fifty percent off. Yeah, there. Well so that's usually those, the yeah. time
0: to go. and Then. You can always do it the day after. I remember years and years ago, growing up, my stepdad bought like a like a few hundred dollars way back then, but he got a ton of fireworks, tons. Um, because you know the fifth, they want to get rid of everything. If not, I don't. I think they just like throw them away. Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't. Know, I doubt whatever company you bought it from in China is going to take them back. But I do know that those people that work stands and tents and stuff. They make a ton
1: of money. Oh, I'm sure this one over here makes a freaking raping. Because it's like the first one, like, county line on the oh, west really? side, right? Because it's the county line. Yeah. So you're just literally 10 feet away from it. And, you know, you can get all the good stuff. And then everybody just goes back into town. Yeah. Absolutely. Know,
0: so. Yeah, there's uh My wife has had a friend growing up. There's a wholesale fireworks down where I live. A building and... It's not the county line. It's the city limit. Sorry. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Um. They, I don't really know how the wholesale fire, fireworks thing. Like the whole, the guy who owns wholesale wholesale fireworks, he owns the building, and then I think that, like, somehow he gets a cut of all the fireworks and stuff like that, and they they may buy him. But anyways, they run that building during that you know those couple weeks right there and there. Yeah, and that's they, they're teachers, but that's like they make enough money doing that. They don't really need to teach. Because that... I mean, it's, it's crazy. But... Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Well, I think that might be it. Right? Yep. Works for me. Alright. Well, folks, we'll try to get one here maybe in the next couple of weeks. We have busy, busy schedules in the summertime. I usually go to the lake. I wouldn't say every weekend, but just about every weekend. And <laughs> I
1: have to start trying some more weeknights.
0: Yeah. I got my little mobile set up. Now that I'm on first shift, we definitely can do it. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Have yourself a wonderful day.